Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. With nine in a row. Uh, do you think, Neil, that uh, the league's decision to end the season uh, was the right one? Yeah, the, the, all the clubs, the member clubs eventually, for Trevor. There's nowhere else to go, really. Um, you know, with the uh, new schedule, you know, it was going to kick in next season. It was important that we, um, uh, well, the clubs got some sort of resolution sooner rather than later. Um, we have a mandate to go back to chain on the 10th of June, and um, we're looking at, you know, six, seven weeks after that before, you know, a game could be played. And we just the couldn't set it in and, a lot of clubs don't have the finances in Scotland that mm. you know other leagues may be able to to finish you know in terms of testing and and uh, the logistical side of it. So a lot of clubs, you know, the, the only source of revenue is through the gates, and they're not getting that income at the minute. And um, you know, I think everyone for the sake of the game will pay to, for it to continue longer term. It was important that we. Uh, well, the club's made decisions to you know, protect the game going forward, and this is probably the, the the right decision. Yeah, you would have preferred, obviously, to win it on the pitch, and you were having a great season, Neil. I mean, your, your team were playing some really good football. Yeah, I was delighted with them. You know, we had a really strong first half of the season, and then the second half, um, after the winter break, we came out of blocks really well, and scoring a lot of goals, and um, playing some super football. Um there was a lot of pressure on us going into the second half of the season, but the, the players responded magnificently. I'm so proud of them. Um, and to the point, to the point where we're 13 points clear, we're you know 25 goal difference, and um, you know we only needed two or three wins to wrap it up. So you know while everyone's saying you know the but our players have missed out on a lot of um, you know big moments. You know winning it in front of them supporters and. We're also in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup, so you know the goal one worked so hard, and then to be, for it to be stopped for them, going for a fourth treble, you know, I do feel for them because um, you know they worked so hard all season and played some brilliant stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. Actually, going for a, a fourth treble, Neil and Celtic have been so dominant, winning the last eleven trophies, uh, major trophies on, on offer, and to win the League Cup was especially one for you, wasn't it? Because you hadn't won it as a manager. That's right, yeah, my first League Cup. Yeah, one as a player, obviously. And, um, mm. you know, that was the one that I had won up here. So to get that one was, yeah, it was a brilliant feeling personally. But, you know, for the players, it was their 10th trophy in a row. Like, it's amazing when you say it, Trevor. Yeah. You know, the consistency and 
and their mentality uh, is quite incredible, really. Um, so, that, yeah, it was a great day and, you know, great feeling to get that one tucked away. And obviously the priority was the league and then we started to really forge ahead in that. Um, so, unfortunately, it, it was curtailed, but, you know, the football we played with, 89 goals, so we're only 11 short of 100 and we're on 80 points out of, out of possible 90. Mm. So consistency-wise, we're absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's quite easy for them just to switch off, have an off day, um, or, you know, just think, well, we've done enough now, you know, but just keep going and keep playing the, the brand of football that the Celtic fans want to see. Yeah, and to come out on top uh, against Rangers and to beat them in the, the League Cup final as well was extra sweet, I'm sure, for Celtic. But what's your relationship like with Steven Gerrard, uh, Neil? Just professional, you know. Um, yeah. You know, rival managers and, um, you know, I knew Stephen, I used to meet him on holiday in Portugal a few times. And, um, you know, he actually, I played on his golf day a couple of times out there and, um, so yeah, we, we get on okay, you know, um, we don't see each other socially, obviously it's a very difficult thing to be in Glasgow, but uh, no, the relationship's as professional as it can be. Good stuff, and uh, five titles now for you as a player and five as a manager is great as well, uh, obviously something you're very proud of, Neil. It is, yeah, I didn't realise it, you know, I'm the first person to do it, so yeah, I'm delighted, you know, I'm just delighted for the club, um, I mean, it's a momentous um, achievement to, to win nine titles and to equal the record. Um, that was at the forefront of my mind, you know, mm. the start of the season all the way through the season. And obviously now, you know, we were going for a tenth title, which has never been done before. So it's something that will be a great motivation and a great incentive, not only for me, but for obviously the players as well. Yeah. And I just coming to that because it's important, uh, Neil, to hang on to the likes of uh, Fraser Foster, El Nuisi, both on loan from Southampton. Will, will, will they stay? And Edward as well. He, will he be there for the ten? He's been terrific. Well, yeah, we're, we're, you know, in terms of Edward and the likes of McGregor, Casaya, um, you know, they're all on, you know, long-term contracts. So we don't know what the landscape's going to look like, Trevor. You know, uh, in terms of what the transfer market, how, how long the window's going to be and, um, mm. you know, what, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the first couple of, you know, bids are like, you know, whether it be around Europe to start the ball rolling when we all come out of this on the other side. Um, and in terms of Foster and Elianusi, hopefully, you know, we can do some business there and get them back because, you know, stability would be important. And these guys yeah. have had a year here, so they know they know how we work and have no problem for them to settle back in. As regards to ban or bringing in new players, you know, we just have to wait and see when the window opens, how long it's going to be, and then, you know, what the budget's going to be like for not only ourselves, but all other clubs around Europe as well. Yeah, where do you most need to strengthen, do you think, uh, for next season, uh, Neil? What, what part of the pitch do you need most strengthen, do you feel? Um, it's a good question, you know, because I'm pretty happy with the the squad, you know. So, um, you know, we're looking in, at one or two positions. Um, you know, maybe midfield. And, and again, it'll depend on if we get bids for other players as well. So we're trying to, you know, cover all the bases, really. Obviously... Mm. If, you know, if we could get Fraser in, in then that would be great. You know, um, 
and we'll, we'll see how that, uh, that rules. But um, I think we only need you know one or two players really to augment what we already have. Yeah, just because we're in Cork, Neil, uh, the lads in the Furs Walk Tavern here, big Celtic f- fans, as you know. They are, uh, in, yeah, they are. They're great. Jermall and Pat Mull. <laughs> they they want to say hi to you anyway. But, well, uh, I love the. I've been over there, I've been in there. It's a Celtic shrine. They're great lads. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, I haven't seen them for a few years, so I hope we're all safe and well. Yeah, good stuff. They just said to say they were asking for you anyway. What is it about the Celtic fans, though, Neil, do you think? You know, this week, 17 years ago, you were playing in the, the UEFA Cup final. Uh, 80,000 Celtic fans over there. Obviously, they all hadn't got tickets. But what is it about the Celtic family, the Celtic fans? Well, it's just, you know, the, the love for the club. Um, the cultural side of the club, obviously, we're very steeped in, in Irish and in Irish roots as well. And... Um, you know, culturally and socially, Celtic means so much to them. And obviously, from a football point of view, you know, they take tremendous pride in the club. Uh, and they go and celebrate, you know, at all the games, you know, being a Celtic fan. And um, there's such a great connection between them and the players. And that's something that, you know, we don't want to, to change. We're concerned, you know, going into next season, whenever that will be, will be, you know, games being played behind closed doors. That would be... You know, a big loss this, you know, but hopefully that will only be for a short period of time. Mm. And, you know, there's authorities in the background are looking at, you know, how we can get supporters, you know, into the stadiums with the minimum of risk. Uh, so we're doing a lot of risk assessment, you know, with our own stadium. And obviously um, we want it to be you know, as safe as possible for not only the players, but for the supporters to come back in. But um, you know, without without the fans, you know, you've seen the German games. It's great to see football back, but you know that main ingredient of the supporters not being there—it's a huge loss. I understand that the major leagues need to or try, endeavour to to finish the, the their leagues, and it'll be interesting to see when the English league does come back. Uh, but what we've been looking for, you know, going into the the new season is you know getting the supporters back into all the grounds. And, and having that atmosphere back, yeah. Um, for our fans, you know, they're so proud of the club, and um, we're proud of them. So just to have them back in the stadium, they just add, you know, an extra energy to the, the players that um, you know not many other clubs have. Yeah, definitely. And uh, big Champions League night you'll be looking forward to as well. Hopefully for next season. I know that you love the competition, uh, Neil. Uh, where do you stand on on the seeding for the for the Scottish champions in the Champions League, Neil? Well, I think. You know, in terms of the coefficient, we only need to play three qualifiers. Um, and we're looking at maybe, you know, we'll, UF have a meeting tomorrow. Mm. Um, so hopefully the, the dates will be, be set for that and that'll give us a target. We're maybe looking at uh, late August, September, hopefully, for those to come back into play. And yeah, Champions League is you know, it's really important. You know, we haven't done it now for the last two seasons, so yeah. that'll be our first sort of target. You know, when we come back, would you back in on the tenth of June, tuning in small groups? So hopefully that will phase out, and we'll be training in bigger groups as we go along. So long as everything is, um, you know, the protocols are, are working and everything's set in place, and then we're looking to maybe August, September, the start of the season, hopefully in August, and then the Champions League qualifiers in late August, September time, and that's. That'll be our first port of call, really, in, in terms of you know our targets for the season. 
Good stuff. Just finally then, Neil, um, there, there's the prospect of Northern Ireland Republic of Ireland in the Euro playoffs as well uh, when those games do go ahead. Um, it's, it's an interesting prospect, isn't it, that they might meet in the decider? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be fascinating to watch it. Um, and again, you know, with this such a lengthy layoff, um, it would be interesting to see how all the players come back. You know, the, the German... You know, that seems to be a, a seamless one with Bayern Munich winning five yesterday and Dortmund have won the last two games. So the layoff, you know, doesn't seem to have affected them too much. Uh, in terms of the internationals, um, hopefully the, the players will play for the clubs by then. And if they can negotiate past them, you know, I think there's a Bosnia and Northern Ireland have. And I think we'll probably have a big game as well. If it, with Stephen in charge, um, hopefully... They could negotiate that and then that would set up a cracking game between the two of them to, to qualify. And I don't think there's much in it between the teams, you know, from what I've seen in the last year or so. So that could be an interesting one to ever to watch. It certainly would. And you just wonder who's going to replace Michael O'Neill. He did a really good job in Northern Ireland. Um, Ian Barraclough is obviously the favourite, isn't he? He is, yeah. And he's been in the system. But like, you know, what England have done with um, with Gareth Southgate, um, you know, there's a couple of other, you know, plus Tommy Wright, he lives in Johnson, so mm. he may come into the thinking Stephen Robinson's done a really good job at, uh, at Motherwell, so um, I think they're, they're going to start the interview process in the next few weeks, so uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets a job, because they've got big shoes to fill with Michael. Yeah, definitely. And just the last one, Neil, would you ever, into the future, we'd say, have any interest in, in international management? Um. Well, maybe in the future. I think, it, you know, I love what I do and I love the day-to-day stuff. And mm. um, Maybe when I'm a little bit older and the, the energy's not there, then it may be something that would tempt me. But, you know, for me, club football, the day-to-day machinations of working with the players and and the, the amount of games that we play, you know, that's, I love that. And I love the um, the challenge that, you know, managing a, a club as big as the Springs. Yeah. Maybe you might follow in Martin O'Neill's footsteps and uh, come to the Republic of Ireland. Who knows? <laughs> Some, sometime you, never, you never, you never know, Trevor. You never know. But um, you know, I wish Stephen all the very best. You know, it's a great opportunity for him. And, and Damien's going to join him. You know, Damien did a fantastic job for me at Celtic. You know, so mm. you know he, he's there with Stephen and uh, Keith Andrews. So he's got a bit of dynamism, a bit of energy there with his with his coaches. So that'll be a great help for him. Great stuff. Well, uh, pleasure talking to you as always, Neil, and we re- really appreciate you coming on uh, to talk to us here today. Thanks, thanks, Neil. All right, Trevor. Take care, mate. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.